Hey everybody, it's Ned Bellman, it's Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for August 17th, 2020. Happy Monday. Welcome to Monday. We made it. Made it through the weekend. The weekend was relaxing for me. I have to admit, I didn't do a whole lot. I took it easy. It was a very busy week last week, and I was glad to take a, a few moments to myself and have some fun with the kids, honestly. I played Machi Koro with my son for like three hours, and let me tell you, he is a sore loser, but he's an even sorer winner. Oh man, the gloating. It was a little excessive. <laughs> so anyway, it was good times. Uh, today's topic is don't be an a-hole. And, you know, I, I try to keep profanity out of my personal posts. I, I find that's really, I don't know, it's it's not my thing. And I'll get more into that in a moment and, and explain why it's not my thing and kind of where how I feel about profanity in general. But uh, before I do that, I just want to check in with you. How you doing? What's going on? Monday's here. It's a new week. August is halfway over. And let me tell you, the weather has cooled off. It was 58 this morning when I went out for a run. 58! That is just, I can't tell you how wonderful it is. After going out in like 100% humidity and 77 degrees, for it to be 58, it was so unbelievably refreshing. Uh, so I hope that the weather has turned for you a little bit in a good direction and, you know, it's going to be smooth sailing out to September, right? <laughs> okay. So I, the thing I want to talk about today, and this is in the realm of professional development because that's kind of what Mondays are all about. There was a post I read over this weekend, and I'm not going to link to the post because it's not really my thing and, and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. You can go through, you know, my Twitter history if you're trying to figure out who it was, but the, the crux of the blog post was, well, it was very profanity-laden. And as someone... <laughs> hey, Al, how you doing? Good to see you. Uh, so as someone who doesn't use a lot of profanity, uh, at least in a professional setting, it's not my thing. I know some people, that's kind of like their brand, that's their thing, they don't think about it, and when I encounter one of those people, it does not bother me. Like, you do you, you do your thing. I'm Like, I'm not trying to down on what you're doing. It's just not my thing and it's not on brand for me. So for instance, like I, there's two people I follow on Twitter um, and they're both use a lot of profanity and that's their thing. That's fine. Like it does not bother me. What bothers me is when people use it and it doesn't make any sense for them. Like if every single one of my blog posts had no profanity in except for one and it was profanity laden, but it didn't really drive home a point, it would be very off-putting. And I think that was part of the problem with this blog post was this is from a person who does not tend to use a lot of profanity in his Twitter profile or in his LinkedIn or anything else. And suddenly there was this post that was just full of F-bombs and A-holes and stuff. And it was like, what? what? So sometimes you use profanity to grab someone's attention, especially if it's not something you use a lot. Like dropping an F-bomb when you're not the kind of person who does that, grab someone's attention. Oh, they, they're pissed or they're excited or they really want to get your attention. Once you have their attention, you don't need to keep doing it because now you have the attention. Now you need to make a good point. And I think because of the way it was written, the point was somewhat missed. What was the point? What was the point of this post? What was, what was he trying to get across that was a little bit lost in the messaging? Um, the main thing was don't stay in an abusive or toxic work environment if you can afford to do so. And there was a little bit of an acknowledgement in the post, and I want to like drive this home. Not everybody's able to just pick up and leave a job. Like right now, unemployment is a little dicey. I know a bunch of people just got laid off from VMware as part of their regular riff. And 
the luxury of being able to just peace out on a job, it, not everybody has that. So you have to acknowledge that privilege that you might be in a situation where you can just walk away from a job. Not everybody can do that. But ideally, you should try to put yourself in a position where if something does go wrong, if things get toxic, if there's an environment you can't deal with, a boss you can't deal with, you do have that power to walk away. And I think the rest of the post was kind of trying to drive home this idea of how do you walk away? How do you prepare your career so that you do have the ability to walk away when things go bad. And part of that was building up a little bit of savings, a little bit of a nest egg. So you do have a cushion. If you quit a job, you have, you know, a couple months worth of salary saved up. I know, again, that's a big privilege to be able to save up that kind of money. But as an ideal, it's, it makes sense. This is an ideal that you could pursue is having that money to have that cushion. The other big part of that is building up skills that are in such demand that you have innate value as an employee and understanding what that value is actually worth to your employer. That gives you a certain amount of leverage when you're at the employer. And you can do that, you can approach that in a very assertive and positive way. Oh, and Google's talking to me. No, thank you. You can approach that in a very assertive way and, you know, enact change at your current career, or you can approach it in a very a-hole-ish kind of way and be like, look, I know what I'm worth. If you want to keep me here, you have to do this, this, and this and make demands. And the post kind of conflated the two a little bit and leaned into that a-hole side of things much more than it leaned into the being assertive, but in a way that is not mean. And, you know, one of my three pillars is being nice, because I think that being nice to other human beings is a worthwhile pursuit, even when they're not nice back. And that doesn't mean being a floor mat that people can walk upon, but it does mean like being assertive for yourself, but in a way that is not denigrating to others and is not mean. I mean that's just what it comes down to. You're nice until it's time to not be nice, if I can quote Roadhouse there. So I think that was the idea is basically, you know, if you're in a toxic work environment, it would be ideal if you can leave it. The other big thing in the post, and this is something I completely agree with, is being able to balance your personal life with your family life, uh, your personal life with your professional life. So, you know, I make sure that I make time for family. And again, this is a privilege. Some people are not in a situation where they can carve out that time because they need to make enough money to you know, feed their children. So we have to acknowledge the privilege that I innately have not neatly, the privilege that I was born with or have built up that I'm able to create that balance for myself. And it's because of some of the other things that we've already talked about, building up a little bit of a nest egg and also creating a skill set for myself that makes me valuable to employers. If you have those two things, then you can kind of help to enforce some of that work-life balance. And not everybody's balance is going to be the same. So that, that was kind of where the post was at. There are a few problems with the post, and one is that the post read like being a toxic asshat at work is a good thing, and that's definitely not a good thing. That's what destroys teams and makes you unemployable. Eventually, if you're enough of a jerk, people will be like, no, don't hire that guy, like on the DL, but don't, don't, don't hire that guy or, or that lady, but these are usually professional uh, asshats or, or men, at least in my experience. So don't be that person. Um... You can be assertive and stand up for yourself, but you don't have to be an a-hole. 
And I don't think that the toxic person is what the poster was going for, but that's really how it came off. And there was a lack of perspective in the privilege that this person had. So those are some of the problems. There was some weird commentary in the Twitter thread and kind of a calling out a bit of the fact that you don't do this alone and that you have the support of others, specifically spouses who pick up some portion of the labor at home so that you can further your career. And that is absolutely true. And it kind of hits home for me because I know, especially when I was trying to start up my own business and doing my consulting work, my wife had to do more work at home to help out with the kids because I was trying to build this thing. And we talked about that. And that was something we both understood was a goal for us. And because of that, she knew that once I had launched my own business and stopped doing this other consulting job, my workload would drop and I would be able to contribute more to the kids and just contribute more financially as well. Like there was an understanding there and a discussion. The The thing that was weird about the, the, the Twitter conversation, and I didn't really understand, I wasn't sure where they were trying to go with it, is like, do I need to thank her publicly? Because I can and I do, but I don't think she cares whether or not I thank her publicly because we talked about it privately. Does this private thing need to be public? Was the point that I need to let others know that you should appreciate the people who help you out? Is that something people don't know? And I don't, it was that whole point kind of threw me through a loop. And I was like, am I not thanking her enough? Am I not acknowledging the support of others enough? And I think I do. But definitely that leads to a whole other point that I've talked about before, which is surround yourself with good people who are supportive and also support them when they need help, and you kind of lift each other's careers up. So maybe that's a good point to end on. Be assertive about your career. Try to build up a skill set that makes you valuable to employers. So if you lose a job somewhere, you gain a job in another place, and build up a network of good and supportive people, including a, you know, a significant other, or just really good friends, or people in the industry who can help you with your career and your life as you go down the road. And I think, you know, if you can combine all those things together, you're going to have a pretty good career and probably a decent personal life. So uh, those are my thoughts. That's all I got for today. Tomorrow is Terraform Tuesday. So watch out. We're going to be talking some uh, some good Terraform stuff. I don't know exactly what, but I'm going to come. Actually, you know, they just released an Active Directory provider, and I might do a demo of that Active Directory provider because that'd be kind of fun. So Watch for that tomorrow. That'll be Terraform Tuesday. And until next time, stay healthy and stay safe, everyone. Thanks.